If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The White Ferns will square off against the West Indies in Antigua for a series of three one-day internationals plus five T20s. The start of the series was pushed back as Tropical Storm Fiona hit the island over the weekend. The last time New Zealand... Uh, the last time he's played the West Indies, they won by three runs in that uh, World Cup thriller. Remember, it was the, the World Cup opener at uh, Bay Oval in March. But since then, the White Ferns won a bronze at the Commonwealth Games. They're looking to build upon that with this current uh, tour to the Caribbean and their new squad members. And joining us here on SENZ in the mornings is White Ferns batting coach uh, Sarah McGlashan, all the way from Antigua. Uh, good morning to you, Sarah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, morning, Smithy. Thanks for having me. Hey, look, uh, man, you've survived, a st- you've survived a tropical storm. We don't uh, get many of those in New Zealand, thank God. Tell us a wee bit about the impact of it. Yeah, we, um, we were pretty lucky, I think, and we sort of only just ventured out today for the first time in three days. Um, so we were sort of, I guess, isolated here at the resort. Um, it's probably the only one downside of staying at a resort is when a tropical storm hits. But um, no, thankfully, it was just pretty much a lot of rain, um, but not actually too much, too many strong winds. So, yeah, very thankful. Aside from that um, and uh, being locked up, basically, for uh, that period of time, how has the team acclimatised to Antigua? For many of them, I would imagine it's their first venture there. Yeah, I think for a good half of the group it is. Um, So in a way, I think having those extra few days wasn't actually the worst thing. We got a few good trainings in um, not long after we got here. Um, But, yeah, it's just given the the girls a little bit more time to sort of get used to the time zone after um, a pretty decent amount of travel. Right, let's uh, look at uh, the particular venue. Um, eight matches all in Antigua. So what are you expecting from uh, pitch conditions from beginning to end, say? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's definitely something we're only possibly looking at um, two wickets as well, they've told us. So, um, yeah, I think from a batting point of view and bowling as well, you know, we expect them to, to get lower and slower and a bit more turn as time goes on. Um, but we had a... Had a good hit on the centre wicket um, when we first got here and it played quite nice. So, yeah, I think it's just one of those things where you expect conditions to change, but it's just playing what's in front of you um, game by game. Three one-dayers and five T20s in a pretty short space of time. Would imagine, I would imagine that gives you an opportunity to, to look at pretty much all of your squad and, and pressure situations. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, I think that's the thing with the with the um, later start that it is pretty compact now. Um but that's, I think, for us, that's what these tours are, are about. It's making sure that we use the whole squad and, and get a chance to see everyone and sort of see where our depth's at. So, yeah, no, it'll be very good. 
Okay, so Ben Sawyer, the head coach, came into the White Ferns um, and, of course, his first role basically was the Commonwealth Games. Is everyone sort of getting used to the Ben Sawyer way of doing things now, his influence on the side? Yeah, they are. I think, you know, that's a good thing with something like a Commonwealth Games to get straight into it. Um, you know, you've got different plans every single game because you're playing a different team. Um, so this is a good chance to sort of settle in by playing the same team. Um, and it's also his his first hit out with um, the ODI side of things. So, yeah, everyone's looking forward to it. Right. Well, you're the batting coach, so um, you've got to be in charge of uh, getting the runs in the bank as such, uh, Sarah. So... Uh, what is uh, going to be your primary focus on this tour? We know the, uh, you know, the, we know the quality of the players at the top of the order, the experience that we've got there. Uh, what is your focus in particular? At, at if you come away from the Caribbean, what would you like to see? I think for us, we've just spoken about playing the conditions. Um, I know that's probably a little bit cliche, but I think that's the main thing. It's sort of, it's going in game one really positive and then just looking to adapt um, as the wickets get older and slower um, if they do that. So, yeah, just basically the same situation um, and just making sure that we're, we're taking the learnings from each game, um, good and bad, so to speak. Sarah, uh, we know, as I said, we know the quality uh, at the top. Well, we've got Susie Bates, we've got Sophie Devine, we've got Millie Kerr. Um, but then, of course, um, we find that if, if it doesn't always work out to plan with those players, we need to have experience, some experienced player developing behind that scene. Are you confident that you've got um, the players uh, that we can rely on going forward in that regard? Yeah, I think having Lauren Down come back and... Um, after her injury um, in a successful Indian series um, is really exciting um, for her and for that middle order as well. Uh, you know, she put her hand up the back end of the Indian series and have been batting through the innings and seen them, seen them through. So I think, you know, she'll play a really key role here. Um, and, yeah, we, we will be asking, I guess, the middle order to step up, um, especially without Amy involved. Um, so, yeah, plenty of cricket for someone to um, put their hand up. Uh, the Amy Satterthwaite, um, I mean, she retired, obviously. Is there, has there been any communication? Is there any any hint that, uh, along with uh, her wife, Leah Tahuhu, that she may still have a bit of an appetite for the game? Um, well, she's still, I guess, she's still playing um, domestically, um, which is really exciting. Um, I think she's just uh, been announced as an assistant coach coach with the strikers um so for her that's really exciting as well um so yeah i guess um you know when people retire i don't see it as a permanent thing um but that wouldn't yeah that's entirely up to her who are the young players that, that we need to look to here um in terms of their development for the future who are, who are the who are the ones that um attracting your attention in that regard outside the lauren downs outside the the top order as we've talked about um, from a batting point of view or just in general? Yes, yes, specifically from a batting point of view. Yeah, I think someone like Lauren, um, in my mind, is still young from a cricket point of view um, in terms of the sort of opportunities that she's had. So um, I think she's definitely one. And like I sort of said that, you know, it was exciting for her to do well in the Indian series and just really disappointing that that injury happened at the time that it did. Um, so she's definitely one. Um, and then we've also got the likes of um, 
Georgia Plimmer, who is, is young, she's only 18, um, but I think especially in the T20 format, she's a really exciting batter. Um, the good thing about, you know, the younger the players are and, um, you know, they just take the game on that they see in front of them, um, and she definitely does that. And Sophie Devine and Susie Bates, Mealy Kerr, are they big contributors as well behind the scenes to these young players? Yeah, they are. And I think even more so now with the amount of franchise cricket that they're playing, um, you know, they're exposed to different coaching environments, exposed to different teams and conditions. Um, and I guess that's what I'm encouraging them to do as well, is to just have those casual conversations with that younger group or with that middle order Um yeah, and just pass on as much knowledge as they can. In terms of uh, the opposition, uh, the West Indies, of course, uh, our last meeting with the West Indies did not go so well as such at uh, Bay Oval in uh, Game 1 of the World Cup. I imagine some of the players are still uh, smarting from that because in the end that result was very crucial. Yeah, I think there's a few, and I guess that sort of post that World Cup cycle, that's the exciting thing as well, is that we have a lot of new players um, that weren't involved in that at all as well. So um, possibly the retirement of Deandra Dotton might have um, helped a few of those older players move on from that. Um, but, yeah, just, yeah, I guess you can't look too far in the past with that. They've had a change of uh, leadership. They've gone to uh, Hayley Matthews, a very talented all-rounder, as... Um, and that that is a, a change for them. What are you expecting from the West Indies at home? I think they've got a um, a good reputation for being quite a hard team to play at home. Um, and the likes of sort of Hayley Matthews, Stefani Taylor, um, you know, they're really experienced, um, world class players. Um, so, yeah, we'll be ready ready for the challenge, knowing that it certainly will be one, um, especially in their own conditions. What kind of bowling do you think will prosper um, as the series wears on? You mentioned just the two uh, perhaps, uh, pitches perhaps available to you over the course of the eight games. Do you, Because of that and the tradition of pitches wearing, do you think it might be a situation where the quicker bowlers perhaps early on and then um, all on for the spinners? Yeah, I think even almost from game one, um, based on our time in the, um, batting on the centre wicket um, and it was already turning a decent amount. So, yeah, I think it's certainly an exciting one for the spinners. Um, and we have um, a spin bowling specialist, Craig Howard, here um, as an assistant coach. Um, and I know the young spinners are absolutely loving having him here. So, yeah, between the coaching expertise with the spin and the conditions to add to it, I think it's definitely a tour that, you know, they, they can't wait to get stuck into. Sarah, you had a great career yourself. You played over uh, 130 games, uh, one-day internationals, 70-plus T20s. Um, I, I would, the game has changed, evolved a hell of a lot since your playing time, in it? Um, how different is it now for these younger players uh, coming in as such in a, in a sort of a professional-type environment? I mean, 18-, 19-year-old youngsters uh, getting paid to play the game. Yeah, oh, it's, it's very exciting for them. Um, at the same time, the fact I'm talking to you, I think, is one thing. So the fact, you know, that there is a lot of media around the game now, um, and that's probably the one thing in terms of the young players coming is you just want to make sure they have the right support around them um, with social media, radio, newspaper. Um, yeah, there's plenty of, plenty of, well, I guess a spotlight on the team um, now which is it's great for the game, um, but it's just making sure, you know, those younger players or new players are well supported at the same time. But, yeah, the fact mm -hmm. that these players can be full-time athletes is so exciting.
Well, you're right. You raise a good point because it's a bit of a double-edged sword, isn't it? I mean, you want the exposure. Uh, you want their names to be up in lights. You want to see them um, perform in front of good ratings and, and good crowds, etc. But uh, with that, of course, comes the uh, the air of expectation and the prospect of success and failure. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, I was lucky enough to stay on for a couple of weeks um, with the Birmingham Phoenix after the Com Games and you know, that's their domestic T20 competition and every game had sort of 15,000, 20,000 people watching it. So they're good young domestic players. That's what they're exposed to already. Um, so, you know, that's sort of what we're chasing um, from a New Zealand cricket point of view in terms of what we can provide our, or I guess the opportunities we can give our players. Well, those opportunities come for coaches as well, Sarah. And uh, as you said, you've just spent some time um, and women's domestic cricket in England as well. Uh, I, I, j I just wonder, um, you know, how much of how full a time are you on the road now? How 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 does your year look in terms of um, coaching? Um, yeah, on the road a little bit at the moment. Um, New Zealand cricket, I think, have just locked in um, the assistant coaches. So I guess I'm a little bit more of an interim coach at the moment um, in terms of being involved with the White Ferns. Um, so, yeah, main job is the pathway, which is sort of your under-19s and development. Um, so, yeah, it's a busy it's a busy summer, but, um, you know, I'd certainly rather be out on the road and amongst trainings and games than um, sitting behind the laptop. So I'm very happy. So, Sarah, uh, with the, the growing profile of, of the sport in this country, of course, on the back of the World Cup, how do our numbers look? How does our future look in that pathway process that you're part of? Yeah, I think numbers, as far as I'm aware, they probably haven't actually changed too much. Um, what is improving is sort of the structures and the MAs and full-time um, domestic coaches in the women's space. Um, you know, from a New Zealand cricket point of view, we, um, you know, we've lacked a pathway um, in terms of opportunities for sort of your New Zealand Day or your um, emerging group for quite you know a good number of years now, um, so I think that's the main thing is that how can we create opportunities for that group so that you know they've had a bit of the touring life um, and they've played some sort of more pressure situations before they actually step into the White Ferns environment. Um, it's just finally, Sarah, um, in terms of the weather, etc., has the the bad stuff gone? Are we looking now at uh, some consistent weather for the series, uh, looking to start tomorrow? Yeah, it looks that way at this stage. Um, it sort of felt like, well, it feels like it's rained for about the last 36 hours, um, but today's been pretty good. Um, I think yeah, for tomorrow onwards, it looks like the hot stuff's back. So, yeah, should be all good to play cricket, hopefully. Cool, look forward to it and look forward to uh, the performance of your White Ferns and particularly uh, your White Ferns batters across the board. Uh, all the best for the series. Uh, thanks for your time um, and uh, we'll enjoy looking on. Awesome. Cheers for your sports, Smithy. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.